Podcast to, on occasion, we'll come on spot platform to record episodes and kind of make it quick. Um, I've uh, before I get into anything, I just want to say thank you to all the fans that always listen and uh, check out our podcast. Thank you for everyone who subscribes and you know checks us out, check out our episodes, and uh, just really appreciate for people to come and tell me like you know. What they've heard on our podcast has helped them or uh, in some way um, resonated with them. And, you know, I just am grateful when I get to hear those things from people. Um, I know a lot of times people don't want their comments on, say, on, on the actual platform itself. Um, although we do prefer it, um, a lot of times we'll get it face to face. But much appreciation to the fans. Much appreciation to Freedom Care Radio. Net. Um, and, you know, for everyone, like I said, just that are subscribing and following our channel, our podcast, I thank you for the down, you know, consistent downloads and, um, and all that you do. Um, I know a lot's been going on, definitely the holiday season. I hope everyone has had a really good Thanksgiving and, you know, has enjoyed their family, their food and just time off from work. Or um, if you didn't have time off, you know, I hope still on all you guys had. A really good Thanksgiving, and um, I know I did. Um, I had some time with some of my family and my lady, and I just, um, you know, cooked up a good good bit of food, and we all had dinner, and we even went out and, you know, instead of doing a traditional going to everyone's house and trying everyone's food, you know, we actually packed some plates and delivered some food to folks that who either didn't want to cook or not really in the mood for Thanksgiving or had no plans. Um, you know, we went out and did that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, definitely happy belated Thanksgiving to those, um, and to everyone listening and, um, happy holidays in general. I know Christmas is coming up and, um, yeah, I just, uh, hope all is well with everyone. Um, 
I wanted to come on here and just talk a little bit. Um, I don't have a whole lot of information on the subject itself. However, I um, definitely want to learn more about it. Um, it's one that, you know, was kind of brought to my attention um, in an article at one point, And then, you know, was kind of start, you know, after the fact was, you know, I felt like I just started hearing people talk more about it. But um, there are an alarming number of male suicides happening, like, around the world. I mean, there are people taking their life um, due to many different things. Um, pressure, um, anxiety, depression, um, feeling overwhelmed, feeling like they're not loved. Like, there's so many reasons that people are... Um, is coming to this place of, uh, you know, feeling like they have nothing to live for. And I gotta say, man, it's just really heartbreaking to hear that men feel like there are no other way, there's no other way out except for to take your life. And I hate that, that you know, they felt like that was the only option they had for some sort of peace. Um, I feel like there's always someone in those people's lives that, you know, have their ear. And I always wonder, you know, if they're hearing that they're loved, or, you know, if they're, they're hearing, you know, those people asking them if they're okay or... Um, you know, what's really going on or, you know, how their day's going or anything. And um, it makes me wonder sometimes, you know, if they had anyone in their corner at all or they just were completely alone and, and felt that and felt like no one saw them, no one cared, no one noticed, and, you know, felt like that was just the best option. But it's heartbreaking because we need our men. You know, we need men in this world. I know, and listen, I'm about, what I'm about to say, you know, on the subject in, in its entirety, I, I'm really not trying to aim it at anyone specific, um, but I want to talk about a little bit about what I've experienced um, here lately and, you know, some of the things that I've been hearing in relation to people speaking about suicide, okay? Um, these are specific to, sorry, specific to the individuals that I've talked to, and I know everyone's different. So, you know, I want to make sure that I make that clear. But at the same time, um, a lot of men that I have spoken to in relation to um, suicide, or those that may have spoke about doing it to themselves, it has lately been in relation to the women in their life. There are women that they are dealing with or in relationship with. Um, and, you know, they they feel like those women make them feel low. Um, you know, I, I think, 
you know, I've probably, you know, just, I feel like I, that, you know, those men that are suffering, let me say it this way, those men that might be suffering, um, with issues when it comes to a woman that might be in their life. I want to say, first and foremost, that your whole life is so much bigger than just one relationship. I want to say that even if she's your world, you're everything, that life is so much bigger than just the one relationship. I want to say that even if you don't feel love from the individual, that there are other people that have love for you. So if you don't feel it in one regard, I, I hope and pray that you reach out to those individuals who do give you love so that you're not robbed or uh, of all that you have inside um, or all that you feel or you feel left depleted um, by not getting what you feel like you should from get that, that lady that might be in your life. Um, I also want to say that, you know, without you knowing that people watch you, people um, watch your behavior, what you do, what you talk about, how you dress. And so you always leave the impression on somebody, whether you see it or not. And it could be good or bad. You never know. Um, but all of those things are a connection to you and you are needed and, you know, you are loved. Um. I wanted to talk about this because, you know, my best friend has struggled with um, talking about the subject for quite some time now. And, you know, I know his health isn't at 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 its best anymore. I'll say it that way without giving details. And um, I know he spoke about it several times. And I used to tell him all the time, man, like, please, Lord, man, don't break my heart like that. Don't do that and break my heart. And I'm just one of many that you'll break heart that'll be broken in regards to you trying to claim your life like that. You know, but a lot of his fight is that, you know, he feels like he's a burden to certain people. And he's like, man, if I just do it, you know, then I won't be. And they don't have nothing to worry about. They don't have nothing to complain about. You know, and there are people, even in family and all that, that are making just this one individual feel like it's more of a burden than it is that I love you and I want to do this for you. You know, I know there may be people in, in the world or listening to this episode feeling the same way. And, you know, it's just sad. And I just, you know, when I have the opportunity, I try to be the offset, you know. But it's tough. You know, my friend knows where my heart is. He knows that I'm always there for him. But sometimes he, you know, wants to not put it all on me because he knows I have a family, a life and things going on. And he knows that this is a big responsibility. And, um, so in ways he tries to spare me of that so that he can, you know, hopefully rely on his family, but it's just been a tug of war. And, you know, I don't want to leave him in a place where he feels like he has no one, but he still feels that way. It's just the reality. And it's just sad because, you know, your family is supposed to be the ones like your safe haven. That should be a safe place for you to go and be able to talk to people and not feel like you're left out or anything. And he's just not getting it. And 
he's just one of many. I know that some may be able to even relate to that story alone. Um, and several times I have to, had to talk him off the ledge as far as doing it. You know, he tells me things like, you know, he's he's a gun lover. He loves guns. Um, he collects them. He can build them. And sometimes he'll tell me about, you know, putting his, his hand up to his head, debating on whether he should just pull the trigger and end it. On random days. And it's like, I'm not always with him. So it's, you know, it's heartbreaking to think that you're already putting, get a weapon of choice and you're already, you know, putting it in places of maybe I should do it now. And it's like, you know, it leaves me in the place of, man, what else could I have done? Um, I've learned something about that, you know, here lately or recently. Um, and I'll get into that in a minute, but um, life is a choice. You know, I, I always feel like if you lose somebody that are that's close to you or that you tried to help, you know, you always have some sort of regret and feeling like, well, maybe I could have did more or maybe I could have um, said more or been available more or whatever. And you can't beat yourself up. You can't hold it all on your shoulders. You know, everyone has a choice at life. Everyone gets to choose how you want to live your life, what you do with your life, what you do with your time. And it's... Um, it's your right to choose whatever you wish. Um, you can choose to live, which I hope all men do. I hope anyone that listens to this that may be struggling with suicide or know someone struggling with suicidal thoughts that, you know, I hope they choose to live. <clears throat> I hope that if you're the one they're venting to and they're talking to, I hope you are reminding them that I want you to live, you know, but they can also choose to take their life. As sad as that may be, it's like they have the the power to make that decision, and that decision is their own. A lot of times, it's not in relation to what you did or didn't do for them. Sometimes it might be in deeper root. Sometimes you're not. They may not properly convey how they truly feel, or they may only give you partial of how they feel. So it's deep rooted, and there's so much more going on that you don't know. And if you don't have all the information, then it's like you're only working with what you know. And so you can't beat yourself up. You can't blame yourself if someone decides to go through with it. And, um, you know, it's okay to miss them and think of them. Um, but you just can't hold it on your shoulders and bring yourself down. Because that'll spiral. That could potentially spiral you down into a, a, a state of depression. And that is a scary place to be. If you haven't been there. You don't want to be there. If you've been there, do you understand what I'm saying? And you tell people who can't, you know, don't get it. Tell them they, they don't want to be there. They don't want to be in a place of depression. It's scary. Um, but I just, um, you know, people get to make their decision. And your influence in their life, like your, your place in their life, was just for you to say all that you did. You know, if you get more days to say more, that is a blessing, you know. But even if they don't listen to all that you say or you don't feel they do, it's not their, your place to make to force them to do anything. It is just for you to respond and say the things that you need to say uh, when it comes to you not 
Um, <clears throat> sorry, I got distracted. So, um, when it comes to you, you know, talking them down off that ledge, and so, um, that's just our place and our part in that. Um, and you don't, you don't control the outcome. So, um, you have to let that go, and you know, you can honor those friends and remember them, like I said, and think of them but don't hold the responsibility on your head um i actually lost two people one person um i haven't really spoke to in quite some time but it was an ex-girlfriend from way back when um who i dated and um you know she just was a girlfriend at the time i don't think it was ever going to be serious or anything but um we just, uh, we had our time, we had our moment together. And she was just that girl, like you would have never thought, uh, you know, she might've been going through some stuff, but um, this, she actually wasn't a, a suicide, so, but it was just two for me anyway. And I know a lot of people just during the holidays, apparently they, this is the thing that happens. Um, but she actually um, got hit by a car just a week ago, or almost about a week ago. Um, <clears throat> um, but one that was actually more recent um, that recently happened was uh, one of my coworkers, um, who I will call Cold Brew. Um, I actually nicknamed, nicknamed him that, but uh, <laughs> he loved it so much that he uh, he decided to, to call himself Cold Brew. He's like, man, that's cool. I like that. And so I let him keep it and whatever. And, you know, he called himself Cobra, so I'm going to call him Cobra. Um, but, yeah, um, I, you know, met this guy through work and, you know, had the opportunity to train him. Young cat, young cat um, you know, had a, had a family, um, just a son, um, but had some issues when it came to um, his relationship to his ex-girlfriend. And a lot of the conversations here recently just had it, you know, revolved around what he was dealing with with her and kind of how it was making him feel and all this stuff. And I know he was talking to a counselor about it and, you know, said that things were going well, which is great. And, you know, a lot of times he would come in with some anger and some, and some days were some, some days were really good for him. Some days he would come in just really happy and excited. And then some days he would just be down and, you know, anytime he was down, I would always try to bring him out of that hole and let him see a new perspective of life and let him know things can get better, man. Um, so I always try to pour out to him and, you know, tell him I was there for him and, you know, whatever. And, you know, um, this past uh, Thanksgiving, um, he took his own life. Um, I guess later in, later in the night on Thanksgiving night. Um, and it was just sad to hear, like I said, he was just a young cat and had a lot to live for. Um, he was really into politics. He always had a dream to make it to white to the white house and just didn't know how he would go about doing it. Um, he would be willing, he was willing to go back to college and all this stuff and even shadow some of the you know, mayors in the state and doing whatever he could take, you know, just always talk about it and just on, on a political level wanted to be in that life um, and make a change. He said he was all about that. 
um, I know he loved his son very much. He talked about him often, and he, um, you know, said that he was just his world, man, and would just tell me little things he would do that just would make his day and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> even some of his facial expressions that made him, made it, made him laugh and said it was funny or whatever. Um, but, you know, I felt like he had a lot more to give to this, this place and he, you know, it was just sad to hear that, that this had happened to him. And, you know, I don't know how far this podcast may go when it comes to those that know who I'm talking about. Um, but, you know, I just want to send, you know, my condolences out to his family and any of his other friends that may listen. Um, I know he was a great guy and um, I know he meant well and he tried to work so hard. Um, he was really tired a lot and um, down a lot. Very sad. And, you know, just tried our best to keep him in positive spirits. But uh, he made a decision. And, you know, I hear it, it might have been accidental. Um, but I'm not sure about that, you know. Um, but I hope he, you know, rest in peace. And I just, like I said, send my heart out to his family and, I, you know, in hearing that, it just definitely disrupted my day, you know, the rest of my night and that weekend a little bit. And um, I had to shed a few tears, man. You know, it's just, I worked a good, a good bit with that guy. I talked to him quite often and um, um, provided advice. I know some of the advice that I provided, he tried and just said everything worked and said, man, you were right. And sometimes he was like me you said something that just stuck with me and I just really appreciate you saying it and it's just little things like that you know I, I said it and not thinking anything of it after the fact but there were some times where I was speaking and he would just be like man I was listening to you man and I, that stuck with me and I appreciate it and it's like that's all you have to do this, that's it and this was a case where he went through with it but um you know, people are listening to what you're saying, even if you feel like they're not. Um, but it's sad, and I just always feel like, you know, things like this could have been prevented. And I was just one of many in his life, but I know that there are others that have people in their life that um, struggle with this or talk about it or play around with it. And it's not a game. It's not true what they say. When they romanticize suicide. And they tell you that those of us who are brave enough to take our own lives will leave you notes. No. Our bodies be the note. A message in sick calligraphy written in the lines of our wrists and throats, all saying the same thing. I was brave enough to do it this time. For those of us who are brave enough to take our own lives or at least have come close knows the courage to just fucking end it comes as an impulse. An impulse to be postless.
an adrenaline rush of all the audacity it takes to play the fates in your own Greek tragedy. I mean, sure, the how is premeditated. Oh, that's been mulled over for months in daydreams and night terrors teetering on the line of fantasy. Some sadistic obsession of all the ways that it could happen. And I know, I know you all think the thing that keeps us from offing ourselves are your just hanging there cat memes and you can do it. But, but really, it's the fear of waking up. Of getting the dosage wrong. Nobody ever survives a suicide. You just gain a suicide attempt. With tallies that I keep on the slits of my wrist. And look, I, I don't want to live with that, okay? Shit, I don't want to live! You know, I think the myth of the suicide note was something made by the living. Damn. Something to absolve themselves of the guilt of not being there or not doing more. Like, here it is. Why I did it written in a letter in a tight little bow, almost as tight as the rope around my neck. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's bullshit. Since when have you known the suicidal to have such egos? It's rich men who leave wills. It's terrorists who leave manifestos. It's activists who leave an ethos. All of which you, the living, will argue over. But us, the brave, we, the suicidal, we leave you nothing but this body. We know it's not about what you leave behind, but what you leave with. That's why we leave with the shakes. That's why we leave blue in the face. That's why we leave challenging the ceiling fan with one last chance to swing. We leave with one last jump to conclusions. We leave over oxygenated. We leave over medicated. We leave, we leave, we leave with the bang. We leave. With one last chance to say, I was brave enough to do it this time. We're, we're fighters, you know, men, we're fighters. We're supposed to fight, we're, but we're always made to, to call it, you know, people have this perception of men that we just have to remain tough and brush it off no matter what it is. And sometimes it's too much to do that. And I want most everybody to understand that from other men to women, you know, it's not always easy to just brush it off. You're a man, shake that off. And, you know, you can't just say that to every man because every man's different. And you just don't know what they're holding on to or what they're dealing with. And so you got to have a little bit more sympathy and empathy for men. You have to understand that they're coming from a place that you don't know. And I say that as in, yeah, you can relate to some things if you knew, but you don't know. So they're coming from a place you don't know. And because you don't know, because you're ignorant to someone else's life, have a little sympathy. Have a little empathy. You know, don't just assume. Assumptions can be dangerous. You know? You know, I, I don't. I don't want to make people feel like they're blamed for what might happen to their friends, but it's just we have to keep our eyes open because there are some people who are in someone's face and they're telling you 
I'm not doing well. I need somebody to talk to or I need somebody to just listen. And we need to start being there for our men because we're losing them. We're losing great men. And don't give me, like, I want, I want everyone to hear this. Especially women. Every man is a great man. It might be hard for you to swallow or even believe because you can think of somebody right now like, uh-uh, I know somebody you wouldn't believe. Yep, I'm talking about him too. Just because you can't see, just because you're not a witness to the greatness does not mean that he's not great. Don't get it twisted. All men are great men. Some men are the product of of their past experiences from previous relationship and family members. And that is the product of what you get today. Some of the things you can say, I don't like about this man. I don't like when he does, does this. I don't like when he says this. I don't like when he posts this. I don't like when he wears this. That is a product of past life experiences from relationships to family. And that is what you get. You don't always get what's great about that man because maybe he started off with showing what was great about him, but he got hurt because that's what happened. Men get hurt. And then what do we do? We, we gotta, we gotta put ourselves in a place and not be hurt again. You know? So I don't want, you know, women that hear this and just, well, you know, us too. I understand that. I just want that the fact that we're on this topic for it to be about men for the moment, not for everything, not forever, but for the moment. Hear me, even if you've heard it before, hear me if you haven't heard it before, but be present in what I'm saying to you. Don't miss an opportunity of somebody that might be in your life that needs you to listen or to talk to you. Don't always flip it into, yeah, me too. No, just listen. Just listen. Be there for them. Provide advice if necessary. But some situations don't always require that. Um, a few statistics, though. commits suicide every 14.4 minutes. I'll say it again. A man commits suicide every 14.4 minutes. It's very frequent. Um, top 10 states with the highest <laughs> suicidal rates right now. Oregon. Idaho. Oklahoma. South Dakota. Utah. Colorado. New Mexico. Montana. Alaska. Wyoming. Out of those 10 states, Wyoming is has right now, this year, 
has the highest male death rate, suicide rate, at a 29.3%. New Jersey has the lowest currently. That's where I'm from. It's um, shocking to see these numbers. And I think it should be alarming to everyone that listens. You know, there are, there are um, outlets for when we have endangered species um, from insects to animals polar bears and, and and koala bears and all these things and that matters to people it's like we are losing men to things like anxiety and depression and love and it's like why don't we care about that why aren't we talking more about that why aren't we putting provisions in place to help that a little bit more. Don't make it seem like men just aren't needed. And in so many ways, we feel like no one cares. No one gives a shit. From Father's Day. Father's Day, y'all. We talked about that on our podcast before. Out of the top, recognize holidays. That's like 20... I think it hit 20 or 22. It's like Labor Day and Columbus Day comes before that. This guy stole land from people and it comes and that day comes before Father's Day. It's like men aren't even recognized for what they do. It's just you get the bad picture of or the bad experience from a man because of previous experiences and what he deals with that you don't know that you don't ask and then you get mad at that man and you apply pressure like you ain't shit and those are the things that start about the wheel of men taking their own life because yo if you think i ain't shit how about i just end it and you can just live in this shit all by yourself i mean it's the attitude that comes behind it for some men that's the case on average, there are 130 suicides per day with white males at the highest rate at a 69.68%. That is suicide deaths. 130 suicide deaths per day. And I just wanted to come on here and bring some awareness. Again, I don't have all the information, just a little bit. And I wanted to share that with you. And I hope you've heard what I had to say in regards to that. And I hope you take it serious. I hope that if you have someone that needs for you to give them some attention, that you do so. Because I think we should stop losing our great men. I want to play this clip um, for you guys that I want everyone to hear. 
And I hope you start to take it seriously, man. I hope you start, I hope you just, you know, start to take men's life and find value in it. I hope that there can be some level of appreciation for men and what they do and not be so hard and beat up on men and think they're in and talk to them and speak to them as if they're worthless. And I get females have moments of this too. I just want for a moment for you to remember and recognize that we are talking about the men right now, just for the moment. And, and I hope it doesn't go unnoticed. Uh, um, I want to play this, this clip of a rap battle that recently happened. And I hope you, I hope you hear the lyrics. I hope you play it back. I hope that, you know, just in this one rap alone, you can hear um, what this man is commanding because he is speaking for most men that won't speak up. And I know it's a target at women um, when it comes to this particular rap, but it is just a clip without music or anything, so it's just lyrics. And it is really short and sweet, but I want to play it for all to hear because it is just a, just a piece of what it looks like um, when it comes to men and how they view things and how, you know what they're dealing with and the pressures that come along with being a man. Um, so I'll play this clip before I do. I just want to say thank you for listening to the show, short and sweet. And um, I want to talk more about this when I get more information and just, um, again, want to say rest in peace to Cold Brew. Rest in peace uh, to Brandy and uh, I won't say her last name. And um, I, I just hope, you know, like I said, you know, we don't lose any more great men to this. And um, I love you guys. I love my man. I love you guys, you know, and, and thank you for me to those that the men that might hear this. I thank you. And I don't I don't just mean the older men, middle age, younger men. I appreciate you. I thank you for all that you do, all that you try to do, all the effort you put in trying to make your dreams come true, all you do for your family and for those loved ones and those friends that you always look out for. I just want to say thank you. And I hope it means a lot that you know that I appreciate you. All right. This is the end of the Coco Show. KDS. Um, host couldn't be here tonight. But um, we'll be back soon with a new episode. Um, I'll go ahead and run this clip. But you guys have a great night. And uh, stay safe. Peace. 80% of men die first in most relationships. It's pressure every day we stress. Y'all want us to chase, break our necks, and pay for shit. Y'all ask us for the world, but never ask how our day just went. But as long as we date and see, we obey your dick. But on the day we split, it's nigga, fuck you, number block, never gave a shit. And if the man is married, the other half take half of his pay and shit. And the whole time, he never gained a fourth of the shit that he gave a bitch. Let's take Jada Pick, the mother of Jaden Smith. She fucked on August and played with him. After Will paraded her as his favorite, his comments had no hate. In it. You bitches was okay with it, but only if the shade was flipped. He would have lost everything. Y'all would have gave him shit. Front page news of the foul mood. Will couldn't even break down and cry. Men not allowed to. Y'all are narcissistic. Y'all whole mission is to make us believe that y'all heart is with us. When y'all whole intention is to bring more darkness to the God that's in us. When we fuck on y'all, y'all forgive us. But when the next nigga come with a better offer, y'all forget us. That's why it's fuck y'all bitches.
This is it for the Coco Show with me, David Strand. It's chocolate, baby. Thank you for listening to the Coco Show. Check out other episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. You can also listen to current episodes on freedomkradio.net. If you have a topic idea that you would like us to discuss on this platform, feel free to email us at 1tccshow at gmail.com. Again, that's 1tccshow at gmail.com. Please like and subscribe to The Coco Show and share with all your friends. Thanks again for listening. Hey, my name is Lily, and you're listening to The Coco Show podcast here on freedomkradio.net. Yeah. 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 Yeah.